Welcome to this episode of the Missing Link for SLPs podcast, and we are welcoming back Miss Bailey Jackson. She is a graduate student, the second year she's getting ready to graduate, and she was previously interviewed on episode 38, so I think we played her episode around the end of November. And she was telling us how excited she was getting ready to head out to her internship. And now we've caught up with her on her internship. And she just has some really neat reflections on how things are going. So welcome to this episode. Sit back and enjoy. And we'll um, see you on the other end. Welcome to the Missing Link for SLPs podcast. I'm glad you're here. Remember what it was like back in graduate school, or maybe you still are in grad school. Today's episode is part of the CSD Graduate Students Journey Series. In this series, I talk to students who are either in school or fresh into their clinical fellowship year. We talk and cover real subjects like how to get into graduate school, how to find and prepare for a medical internship, thoughts on teletherapy from a student's perspective, and lots more. Get ready for some real conversations with SLP students who are at the very beginning of their careers. Wonderful. So I am back on for this episode with Miss Bailey Jackson, Miss Bailey in the pediatric clinic, as I'm sure they call you. Mm-hmm. You are well, well, you're not well into your, um, your practicum. How far are you? I just finished my third week. How are things going? They're going super great. Um, I love it. I love being, seeing what, you know, real life is really like with a lot more clients and going every day, all day. It's been a really great learning experience. Tell me where you're setting, about your setting. So I'm currently in an elementary school, but I'm with their um, early childhood speech pathologist. So we've been seeing um, the preschoolers and kindergartners. Sweet. How does your day roll out? So we basically, so it's been kind of tricky. This is something that I've learned that with the preschoolers, they're only in school half a day, typically with the way my school sets it up. So Basically, we see our preschoolers in the morning, then we see a chunk of kindergartners in the middle of the day, and then we see our afternoon preschoolers at the end of the day. So that's kind of how we um, block it out. And it's been really interesting because I had never worked with that young of kids before. I had a couple clients who were like six or seven, but three is a much or a very new age group for me. So it's been interesting just to see the difference between a three-year-old in preschool and, um, you know, where they're at and how they learn. And then a four-year-old and how they learn and what they understand. And then all the way up to a kindergartner, it just, you wouldn't think it was such a wide range between just a couple ages, but. Oh yes. It's very big. And it's been really fun to see that and learn from my supervisor. Tell me about, um, what has been, tell me about your supervisor. What have you what have you enjoyed about that relationship? She is seriously the best. I feel so lucky because when we got there, she just like told me like, this is a safe space and you're here to learn. So whatever you need from me is what I want to give you. So it's been really great because the first week I just got to kind of like sit back 
and watch her with the kids and got to meet the kids because I was a new person. So they all kind of gave me this look like, why are you here? You don't normally come with us. So that gave me a really good chance. And that was really nice to just like feel comfortable and get to know her better and like build a rapport with her before we started like throwing me in with the kids. And so that was really great. And she does a really good job of telling me things that I should do next time. Like, oh, in this situation, try this with this client instead. But then she also does a really good job of being like, hey, you did this. And that was really awesome. So keep doing that. Because sometimes I don't even know if what I'm doing is always good. So it's nice to get the positive feedback to be like, oh, that was something that I like maybe naturally did without thinking about it. And so now I'll remember it for the next time. She's been so great because I feel like it's so important to have a good relationship with them. So like you can take their feedback and really learn from it. So yeah, it's been so great. Yeah. You're lucky. Not, I, I have heard that not everybody has just, you know, supervisors that are that open. And I love the comment she made about the safe space. Yeah. I'm sure going in as a student, you're like, oh, this is kind of scary. What were some of your thoughts on your very, or getting, what were some of your thoughts getting ready for the first day? I was pretty nervous just because I wanted to make a good first impression because I knew I'd be, you know, with her for a while. And like, I guess I just wanted to show her that I really want to learn and like do what she does as good as she does. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty nervous, but it also took some pressure off that I knew that I was just kind of kind of be like hanging back for at least the first couple days. So I could, there wasn't as much stress about like, oh, I have to work with the kid right away. So that helped. And then... Yeah, just like being super open and honest with her. Like I remember we talked and I was like, I feel a lot more confident doing this, but I haven't had a lot of experience with this. So like that might be an area that I need more help with. And then she did the same thing. She told me, she's like, you know, this is my sixth year being an SLP. Like I still don't have a ton of experience in this. And um, like she's never done distance learning. And that's like a lot of what I've done. So I told her, I was like, I haven't really worked with kids in person. Like, I know that's a whole different ballgame. So just like therapy ideas. And then I've kind of helped her too, a little bit talking about like boom card stuff. And we just, she's helped me. We've helped each other kind of like share our resources and stuff like that. That's the way a good working relationship should be just very collaborative and very um, symbiotic where you help one another. For sure. That's like something that she said to me right away. She's like, I know I'm your supervisor, but I also see you as like a coworker. So like I value what you say. And I feel like that just made me feel like valued and not nervous to like say what I think or um, give ideas and stuff like that. What words of advice would you have for the student who was in an internship or a placement and it wasn't going as well? Hmm. I feel like, I feel like I kind of talked about this in my first podcast, but I feel like just taking, putting it into perspective, like knowing that, you know, it's 10 weeks and you're here to like learn what you can from that experience. And maybe it teaches you like what you want to do in the future. And maybe it teaches you some things that you're like, oh, maybe that's not how I want to be in the future. I feel like just taking it for what it is, is really important. Cause there's been like some days in my internship where I'm like, Ooh, I didn't do that very good. But then I'm trying, instead of like freaking out about it, I try to be like, okay, you know what, what did I learn from the day? Let's move on because, and obviously 10 weeks is a long time to 
if it's not going well, that does add up, but hopefully just talking to your friends and being like, this happened and it made me feel terrible. And then just trying to kind of go forward with it. We have days like that as um, speech pathologists who were not in our internships or our clinical fellows, just out in the regular world, because sometimes things go wrong in a session. So yeah. being able to um, learn from what went wrong, yeah. resources and reach out to a support system is good. For sure. And I think even like being open with your supervisor and being like, ooh, I know that session was bad and it made me feel bad. And then maybe they can help you kind of work through it. That's what my supervisor's done for me. I was like, that made me feel not good. And she was like, it's okay though, because next time this, and we just kind of put it behind us. We don't dwell on it, which really helps me. I love that mindset. It's an important mindset. Yes, very important. So we talked about how you got ready to start. Mm-hmm. What did you do specifically to make a good impression? Anything? I feel like I we had a conversation right away in the beginning. And I feel like I kind, maybe kind of initiated it. But I just told her, I was like, I am so open to anything you have to say. I kind of just said, like, you really can't hurt my feelings by telling me things that you think I can do better because I want to do them better. So just tell me because... Like, I'm so happy to get any feedback. And I feel like that just made her, like, her feel comfortable around me and me feel comfortable around her and had, like, started that open communication right away. Because you don't know what kind of students they've had in the past. Maybe someone didn't take the feedback as well. So maybe they don't feel as comfortable giving it. But I was just like, please give it to me, (laughs) all of it. So saying, saying what you were looking for at the very beginning was important. Yeah. Excellent. What type of feedback has she given you that you found to be most helpful? Just, I feel like just giving me like the little tips and tricks in the moment. Like when a little, one of my little like three-year-olds can't get one of their sounds, maybe it's like the K sound and it's not very visual and it's a pretty tricky one or something like that. Like she just has those tips and tricks that she's kind of developed over the years that she can be like, Hey, try this. And then it's just like another tool in your toolbox when those things come up again. Um, that's been really helpful just because in, in my clinic experience so far, I've only worked on a handful of sounds with kids Mm -hmm. throughout the semesters. And so there's some new sounds and she just has really good little tips and tricks and just how you word things to, to bring it down to their level a little bit better has been really helpful. I know when you and I first, when I first met you in your first year in grad school, one of the questions I asked you is, are you interested in adults or children? And you're like, I don't know. I love them both. And you've done so many neat things in the clinic. Now that you're out in the setting where you're working with kids, has that answer changed? I think the kids have my heart for sure. I think that's where I will probably end up sticking after this. They just bring so much joy and they're so innocent and pure and make me laugh. And not that the adults didn't do that, but I just, I really, really love being around them. Good. So this has been a good opportunity for you to really learn what your passion is and where your passion is. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely given me a more real world look into what 
mm-hmm. kids all day could be like and stuff like that. What is the favorite thing that you do every day that you look forward to? Ooh. I honestly think it's when my favorite parts has been when the kids have worked really hard on something and I've only been there for three weeks. I feel like I haven't seen it to its like fullest potential yet, but when it's been really hard and they get it and they know they got it and like, you're so proud of them for getting it and they're so happy or like the little hugs you get in the hallway when they're like, hi, Miss Bailey. And they're already excited to see you. That just, I don't know, just makes me so happy and makes me excited to come the next day to be like, oh, I get to see these kids today. And I just, yeah, even the hard ones, they're still they make it worth it every now and then when they're just smiling so big at you or they finally do something that you've been working on. Yeah. I've worked with some really challenging clients um, in the outpatient pediatric setting where like the police are in the room next door and these kids are just, they come from um, just some challenging home life. And, and I just, it rewards my heart so much when I'm able to connect with them because I know for that moment in time, I am making a difference in their life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When they're excited to come to your room and play whatever game you have ready for them and they're so happy to see you. Yeah. It just totally makes my day. My favorite ASL sign is the one for happy. Mm -hmm. You just kind of stroke upward. I just, it just, to me, that's just an energy. It's, which is why the listeners don't know this, but I didn't let you get hardly two words in before we started recording. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know when you and I start talking, we just, off we go. So for sure. Super cool. What is something that you do not look forward to? Oh, that's a hard one. I don't want to say nothing because it's probably not true. But um, I mean, maybe not something that I don't like, I don't look forward to it. But there's those moments, you know, when I said like, ooh, that was bad. Or when I'm like, not really sure where to go. Those don't make me feel good. So I probably don't look forward to those. But there's really nothing throughout the day that I'm like, ooh, I don't want to go do that because it's, it's meeting with your team members during the day or it's working with kids or hanging out with your supervisor to see what she does and learn the paperwork side of things and all that stuff. So honestly, there hasn't been anything that that has really made me not look forward to it. Just those moments of, oops, I need to fix that in the future that I'm like, oh, I kind of felt bad. <laughs> you have those your entire career. Yep. But having that, okay, I'm going to do better next time is good. What do you think has been something that you did not expect to learn? I don't think I realized, like we'd always talked about it in school, but I don't think I realized like how much of a team aspect there really is Mm -hmm. because throughout our whole day, we're talking to the SPED teachers, the general classroom teachers, um, the other speech pathologists in the building, um, the paras that help some of these kids. And I just never realized how much communication goes on, especially like even with the teachers, like they come to us, like, this is what I'm seeing in the classroom. Like, and then we're like, oh yeah, like maybe we should look at that. And 
you know, what are, what is the OT working on with this like little client and how can we like maybe co-treat this client or I don't know, just so many things that, you know, actually really do like play off one each one, each other. (laughs) And yeah, just how like conversations with other professionals go and how it is important to know every person's role and kind of where you fit in to that. That's been a, a big learning experience for me too. Sounds like you're off to the right start though. Yeah. It's, I love the team aspect. I feel like because I've been in sports my whole life, I just, I love that. So it's, that's something that's actually made me excited to maybe one day be in the schools too, is because I really like that collaboration with others. You are correct in that because in the outpatient pediatric setting, it's much more isolated from the school setting where some of these little kiddos are. Mm -hmm. Um, Come to us as an outpatient. We'll collaborate with other members on the rehab team or the pediatric team, but not necessarily as easily in the school setting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we always have people knocking on our door and being like, hey, like I just saw so-and-so, what do you think? And it's kind of cool to see the other professionals like coming to us to ask like, Hey, what do you think? And then us going to them and being like, I saw this. What do you think? I really like how, you know, no one's afraid to be like, Hey, I don't know this. Like how can your knowledge base help me? And seeing how all of the the strengths and difficulties that a child is having can play out into all the different settings, like the language disorder can play out into the reading and the writing and, and all of those other things in the classroom. For sure. Yeah. And it's also cool to like have those kids who maybe really struggle and then like going to help their classroom teacher and being like, Hey, like give him choices or, you know, like to help him not have as many struggles in the classroom. It's really cool to like help the teachers Mm -hmm. and give them strategies to help our clients like outside of the speech room. Would you share with us a couple of goals you have during your internship? Yeah. I, I just want to keep like growing in the area of like my skill set, you know, obviously, but just to have like all those tools to use when, you know, maybe something's not going right with a client in a session and to know like, oh, hey, I can try this and this will work and learning more about how to help. You know, I haven't really worked with a lot of kids who, you know, have some severe communication problems and so just learning like strategies like we've started to use pecs with some of our kids and I've never used pecs in real life so like learning more about that and there's yeah just and learning how to collaborate with others and how you know the school system works I definitely need to learn how to like write IEPs and stuff that's a goal of mine to like be confident in that because I've never done that um Yeah, I think that, and I also just want to grow in my own confidence. I know you and I have talked about that so many times, but just to keep, yeah, getting better and learning and knowing that I can do it, even if it gets harder, you have a new client and the school I'm in actually does have, um, you know, we have a few EL clients. And so that's been a huge learning experience too, because I've never done that. So like learning how the assessment and intervention process works with those clients has been really cool too. So for those who don't know what EL is, what is that? Um, like our English language learners, bilingual 
clients. So here's a neat question. I'm excited to hear your answer. Do you have a story you can share with us where you've been working with a kiddo and you're like, yep, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing? Well, the other day, so it was, I've only seen this little guy a couple times and I went into his classroom. They were kind of playing. He's a preschooler and he, um, it was time for him to come with me in the first couple times. He didn't really want to come with me. And then he saw me and he stood up and was like, Miss Bailey and gave me a hug. And I was like, I'm so happy to see you today, buddy. And he was like, me too. And then he came with us and it was just like, made me feel so good that he wanted to hang out with me for the day, even if it was just 15 minutes. But that was one where I was like, okay, yep, I love this. So your hours are coming along well? Yep. I feel like I've, I just, we've been adding kids that I see more and more as I've, you know, been there a little bit longer. So I add some more kids this coming week and and just keep adding them. And you have seven weeks left? Yep. Seven weeks. It's going by so fast already. It's crazy. And you, have you started studying for your praxis? I just ordered the book. Okay. So I haven't started yet, (laughs) but that's on the to-do list. All right. And then you're going to start, do you know when you're taking the praxis? I'm not really sure. As a cohort, we've kind of been talking about it because we, yeah, we weren't sure. And we've heard that, you know, this summer could be a good time to take it for us. So maybe I would do it then, essentially. Want to probably get through the internships first Mm -hmm. to take all that learn as much as I can from those real life situations and then when things slow down a little bit have you you started looking for jobs yet clinical fellow no I mean I have kept my eye out but I haven't seen a ton of like postings and stuff and I kind of asked my supervisor I was like when does that normally happen and and she said it could be a little bit later this year just because of how crazy things have been. So haven't seen anything yet, but keep my eye out. So can will you jump back up, jump, jump back on with us at the end of your internship as you're getting ready for your praxis and looking for yes. a clinical follow and give us an update? Yes, for sure. Hopefully I'll have a lot more to share after seven more weeks and then on to the next one. And yep. You are still one of the very top listened to podcasts. Well, that's pretty cool. Everybody wants to hear how Miss Bailey's doing. <laughs> that's funny. Graduate school, school journey. Yes. Cool. Very cool. Well, thanks for jumping on with us today. Yes. Thanks for having me again. Today's conversation has created some aha moments for you and motivated you to become a better SLP. Continuing to connect some of those missing links between what you know and how to use that knowledge. Thank you for downloading the missing link for SLP's podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd love you to subscribe, rate it, and leave a short review. Also, please share an episode with a friend. Together, we can raise awareness and help more SLPs find and connect those missing links and get the information needed to help them feel confident in their patient care every step of the way. 
Follow me on Instagram and join the Fresh SLP community on Facebook. Show notes are always available, so come learn more at freshslp.com. Let's make those connections. You got this.